was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Well, hi and welcome to all of you who are joining us tonight. This is another session of Mommy Jammy's Night, one of my favorite times uh, to be with my girlfriends virtually uh, through the wonders of the Internet and technology. And today, uh, Mommy Jammy's Night is being sponsored by Media Angels. So if you would like to go to MediaAngels.com, you can see a lot of the books and products uh, that I uh, publish over there. Well, tonight, um, as I bring on our special guest, I want to give you a little bit of background on how I met her. Um, I was uh, traveling uh, to some of the conferences, um, as most people that have been um, in homeschooling and in ministry and on committees and on um, all sorts of um, board of directors, I found myself, you know, being asked more and more uh, to serve on different boards. And my first question would be, how much time is it going to take? Um, but there was a Christian board forming here in Florida, and um, I found later on one of the duties was to accompany uh, the person who was um, she was chairing with her husband who was not able to make the trip. And one of the things we were going to get to do was go to the HSLDA uh, National Convention, um, which that year was in um, was in Missouri. And so at this convention, um, when we listened to these different talks and we went to one room and there was a lovely couple, uh, the lovelaces, and uh, Kurt and Sandra were there and they were asking for prayer. And I'm telling you, I had no problem going down and just laying hands and praying for her. And I really felt the Lord's presence there and I just knew that whatever... Kurt and Sandra were going to do was going to be of God. And so today I have the amazing privilege to bring uh, Sandra Lovelace on the show tonight and to share with all of you. So welcome so much, Sandra, for coming. Thank you very much. I had forgotten about that event. Oh, I'm I know, glad I, to hear I told that you you'd remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you were you guys were getting ready to leave and I'm sure there were a lot of things on your mind, but I just love, you know, how the body of Christ can join together and, you know, we can all pray for one another and I was on your mailing list and mm-hmm. uh still am and and got things from time to time, different prayer requests and th- different things that they were doing and and so forth. And Sandra, I'm sure you're going to share some of that. But uh You've been serving the homeschool for the community for many years, and uh, I love you're a pioneer homeschool mom, and we were laughing about both being vintage homeschool moms, although I'm still <laughs> homeschooling. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, sharing and mentoring with families because of what the Lord has given us. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and that book that you have written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, let's see. 
my husband and I have been married for nearly 47 years. And we have two daughters that are grown. We have now, one of them is married and has three children. They're homeschooling, ages 16, 12, and 9. And the other one's getting married, so I'm hoping there'll be more grandchildren in there. From the time we we were married as non-believers, came to faith, and very quickly the Lord started to move us uh, forward. And in the Christian life. My husband became a pastor. We spent 30 years in the ministry. When we had our children, we had been public school teachers and always joked that if we uh, ever decided to have children that we would do it our, teach ourselves, teach them ourselves because we could do it more efficiently and effectively. So that's we, we sort of came in as a joke into home education. But you remember the early days, I'm sure, Felice, where the the community was small. And so those who became leaders in their states, we we all knew each other because there were so few of us. And so um, that was, we spent our time caring for homeschoolers here. And actually, it became, our ministry became an international one. Uh, It's called Life Work because our life is our work, LifeWork Forum. We started it in 1991, as Kurt was also in the pulpit. Uh, And it became an international uh, ministry. And that commissioning service was what we were asking for prayer that day in Missouri, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. God had called us to go to move to Europe to serve the families that we had been caring for there for numbers of years. And so our life was in Prague for for some time, and uh, it was really exciting. We hope to get back there. We're not there at the moment, but we hope to get back there. Uh, In that 30 years of being in ministry uh, and then homeschooling our children in that process, they came, those two topics came together, and it's the foundation for the book that you mentioned, Children in Church, Nurturing Hearts of Worship not just to have children in the same room, but to actually have experience, uh, provide experiences for them to uh, grow their hearts toward God, to teach them about worship, and as soon as possible to have them participate in the corporate worship experience. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're really excited about it, and it's developing. We're getting starting to get people responding more and more to reading it and, and being positively affected by it. That's it's really wonderful. nice to be here tonight. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think Simon, um, you know, we'll start a, a whole can of worms, I think, if I bring this topic up. But uh, on another show that I host, Current Issues in the Constitution, a lot of people will send us different things happening in the current events portion of it. And um, there was a big thing about um, kids being banned from worship services in certain churches. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy back and forth about, you know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, and we won't go there tonight. No, sure thank you. you. Both. Think, could we do that another time, though? Let's plan I would to love do that to. another time. Okay, I great. would love okay, to because, you know, that, that is a hot topic. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, there's, there's so much um, – happening today and as parents we definitely can lead our children in in the way that we think they should go especially as homeschool moms and dads 
So, Sandra, I am going to uh, sit back and let you share with us uh, your teaching tonight, and then I will gather questions from the audience as they're listening. If you're listening in the archives, um, just uh, go ahead to the show notes that says, um, Where is God? Um, The whole title of this talk is Where is God in My Everyday Life? But the show notes... um, will be listed um, within the context of this post where it says, Where is God? Um, If you're listening on iTunes or on some other device uh, later on again, um, the show notes are found on mommyjammiesnight.com. Scroll down and look for the post that says, Where is God? All right, Sandra, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to uh, mute my mic here and listen in. Okay. Thank you. It's really nice to be here tonight. Uh, I was over at the party the hour before, and it's exciting to me to see so many of you ladies connecting from all around uh, the country. And I didn't see any international people tonight, but I assume that there are some in there. Some of you are out there. Um, I thought it was interesting when Felice mentioned to me, asked me if I might be interested in in doing one of her shows. And I said, oh, yeah, that would be really great. And she said, oh, how about February? And I thought, sure, why not? It's the one she mentioned first, and it's a need. I'll I'll respond to that need. And the more that I've been thinking about it, I thought, well, February is actually a really good time because I remember how hard February is. (laughs) February, I think, was the time that I could pretty much count on that thought passing through my mind in the morning when I was doing something in the kitchen and I heard the big yellow bus go by and I would think, would that really be such a hard choice? Would that would that really be so bad? Um, so it can be difficult. And in thinking about that, this topic of where is God in my everyday life came to mind. Where is he? Where is he here in the various things that are going on? And let those ideas rise to your mind while you're while you're listening, because the ones that are in my my life are a little bit different now. But I do remember what it was like back in the homeschooling days when when the children were here with us all the time. And it's caused me to think about how do I recognize that God is in my life. If if he walked in the door, would I recognize him in person? I sure would hope so. But I, I mean in general in my everyday life. And I find that there are two ways that I can know that God is with me. Two very specific ways. One is in my head. In my head I know because his word tells me. Because the, the training and the... Uh, study that I've done, my church, the sermons that I hear at church and the Bible studies I'm involved in and so on over the years, the the times I've meditated on the Word and my personal devotional time, all these things bring that truth to me that I know that God is here. The other aspect of how I know that God is here is when I can feel Him with me, when I just know beyond the shadow of a doubt in my in my emotions if you want to go a little bit deeper you know not just the feelings that are sort of on the surface but but right down deep in there i know that i know that god is with me so whether it's 
in the head or or whether it's in in my feelings whether it's in in deep in my heart or deep in the emotions those two different aspects uh witness to me that God is in my life my everyday life now i don't want to um imply that those are completely separated that they have nothing to do with each other i recognize them they they are different different expressions but they don't they are not necessarily mutually exclusive so i want to i just want to talk about each one first of all to know god in my head and or in my heart i know he's here i have confidence that he's with me when i'm remembering that i have security i look at his word and i know what his presence means i know who he is and what i relate it to is that um i have hope and i when i say that i mean biblical hope hope such as um the sun's going to come up tomorrow morning that kind of hope not the sort of hope like oh i'm planning a picnic tomorrow i sure hope it doesn't rain and i have no idea what's going to happen and no control over it no confidence or security at all but rather the kind of hope that the sun will rise that's how that i know that god is here so what about the feelings aspect of it what about that that's more like i have a sense that god is here i i can i can feel uh courage because of it i can feel peace i'm peaceful when i can really sense that god is with me and and the kind of hope that i have over here isn't just the kind of hope that the sun's going to come up but the kind of hope i have when i'm really sensing god is with me is that i'm expecting blessings i'm expecting god responding to me so we look at those two things for the moment at least um separately but hang on because I, i'll i'll that will change as i talk um there there are some drawbacks to both of those aspects of knowing that god is with me one of them is for when i say that i know in my head and in, in my heart that he's that he's there is that it it can be easy to forget i get busy and busy and busy and my mind wanders around all the things that i need to be doing all the things that i would um i have to do versus the ones that i would like to do and a lot of times facts the facts don't always bring about action oh okay that's fine to tell me that god is there but what does that have to do with anything thinking that breaks in so that can be problematic for me if i need these two aspects or i look at these two aspects i can see that knowing him can kind of fall apart sometimes maybe that doesn't happen to you <laughs> but i know that uh a lot of times uh it slips i slip but what about sensing that god is with me well that's an easy one to think about what the drawbacks are for me it can be very fleeting oftentimes i would have the strongest sense that god is with me 
um, when I'm in church, when the sermon's been really profound for me, the Holy Spirit has applied it to me, or uh, a song is one that I'm familiar with and the lyrics really hit me right where I am, those kinds of things. But then the song is over, the sermon is done, the church service is over and I'm on my way home, and the feelings can really fly out the window. Other times, it can be really um, hard to stir them up. You know, the enemy would like to keep me cold and not aware of God's presence at all. And other times, my my feelings can just be flat out unreliable. And I have to be extremely careful because sometimes I hear the message when I ask, where is God in my everyday life? The, the answer can be, well, he's not here, that's for sure. He has better things to do than, than spend time with you. So I have to be really careful that I don't let the tail begin to wag the dog, so to speak. Now, as I said, these two things are not necessarily exclusive from each other, but we do experience them. I do, at least, experience them separately very often. So, for me, I want to know what happens when they do come together, when it's more than just that I've finished up a Bible study and I'm prepared to go, you know, I've done my homework and the Lord has really taught me a lot. The Holy Spirit has impressed things on me. Maybe I've had to repent. Maybe it's a whole new area and I've just begun to ponder where the Lord might be leading me in it. And I head off to uh, the group to get together. Um, Maybe it's that something's happened and it's not so much a head knowledge thing as it is an emotional aspect that has really touched me. Something I'd been praying about happened, or something I hadn't been praying about. I have a friend visiting me now from Norway. She happens to be Lithuanian, but she and her family live in Norway. They have seven children that they homeschool there, and their house is pretty much like a sanctuary to me when I visit them. And she was sharing today, well, she came to visit, and I had a stack of books. I said, here, consider these. If you want any of them, you feel free to take them with you. And she pulled three or four out of the pile, and and later on she was showing me what she chose. And she held one of them up and said to me, you know, this, this book is on my list. And I said, on your list? I don't understand. And she said, yes, I have a list of books that I want, and this is on my list. And I had no idea that she was even thinking about it at all. So there you have that that sense that God is right here. So what happens when those two things come together? I wonder, as I tell my story, you want to think about where that's ever happened for you. Um, I mean, a situation where I know, I know, I don't want to bring the whole topic up, but uh, insurance, health insurance in this country, in America at the moment, and so I needed to sign up for a, a prescription plan or I was going to be in big trouble. And so I got counsel and I thought, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And then I was ready for the, to do that. And 
someone told me, now remember, I've been living out of the country for the last three years. Oh, well, there'll be a penalty involved as well. And I said, a penalty? What do you mean? Well, they're going to take the other money out of your Social Security check, but also a penalty on top of that. And I said, oh, no, oh, no, it's already too much. What am I going to do? So um, I had already applied, and um, I was just wringing my hands, what will I do? And the um, person I was talking to said, oh, let, let me fill out, help you fill out the forms over the phone, and, and we did all of that. And I explained to her the situation. And I said, you need to know that if this penalty stays on there, I can't do this at all. It's too much for me. Now, I told her that because I had been praying. And I said, Lord, I don't even know if I need a prescription plan. I, I don't know what the future is going to hold. And I was very much before the Lord talking to him about all of this. And what he said to me, well, the fleece that I put out was that if they left the penalty on, then I would just not get the plan at all. But if they are willing to take an appeal and take the penalty off, then I'll let that stay in place. And somebody said, well, if you wait, you're going to have to pay a higher penalty and so on and so on. And I said, well, I, I can't help it. The Lord knows what the future is going to hold. And so I prayed about it, and that was the standard that I put out, the fleece, if you will. Well, I was on the phone with the lady, and she said, oh, three or four days. I said, when can I find out? And she said, oh, probably in three or four days. And I thought, good, I won't have to wait too long on the Lord. A month went by, no answer. I called again and chatted with them and explained the whole thing, and they went off. And I was praying, 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 praying. And the lady came back, and she said, well, I know that they haven't notified you yet, but I can tell by looking at the paperwork that they have granted your appeal. They're not going to charge any uh, penalty fee. I about started to cry. <laughs> I just... Life's been really hard. We came back to this country because my husband has been very ill. He's fine now, but it was, you know, just something we had to be in America for time. And it's been feeling pretty lonely out there. I've been living on the mental knowledge, confidence, and security, and hope. Not so much on the sensing courage and peace and expectation at all. And here was God reaching down and say, telling me what to do. I just need to know what to do, Lord, I kept telling him. So I told the lady what a blessing. I said, oh, you're an answer to prayer, you know, and I testified with her on the phone. But I just I hung up the phone and just started crying. It was one of those opportunities that I felt like here was the converging. Here was the combination that I know in my mind and my heart for a fact that God is there. And now he's reaching down and telling me in my emotions, in my psyche, just confirming. It was a mountaintop experience. I hope that each of you has an opportunity that has just now thought of a time in your life when that's happened to you too. Uh, and I was like, it was as if I was living in a heavenly sanctuary for a week, for an entire week. I tell you, it was. It was really marvelous. can't remember the last time that that happened to me. And it, maybe it was even brighter because I felt like God lifted me up out of a swamp and put me on the top of the mountain. I don't know. But anyway, so 
in thinking about that and thinking about all of you, I thought, well, Sandra, how can you help that convergence to happen more often? <laughs> and how could you share that with with other ladies so that they would have something similar in their toolbox, so to speak? And so I have some ideas here for you. And as um, I'm sharing them with you, the Holy Spirit's going to be applying them to me because he's doing that already through the the things I've talked about already. So if I really want to know that God is with me, I have to be in the Word. There's no substitute for God's Word. It's it's nice to have devotionals that will lead me there or to be in a Bible study that relates to Scripture. But actually being in God's Word, praying even when I open it, that the Holy Spirit will quicken my heart and my mind to receive what God has for me there. It has to be part of my life. It has to be there. So that's one. Um and another is that for me, I have to put the scripture, I have to put the word in my life. Uh, and I do it in various ways. It might be a little tricky, but maybe if I share my tricky little ways, it'll prompt you to think about some in your own life. One is I make signs. I make little signs. I've done it for years and years. And I put them around my house. They're simple paper. I make them a little bit fancy, depending on the time I have at the moment. But I write the scripture, and I put the reference on, because I'm terrible at remembering references. So I include the reference there. And uh, whatever the Lord has led me to in his word about a certain topic, then I put it around the house. For example, when the children were younger, and I had the, the sibling rivalry thing, which is about the worst thing I can think of. And I would made the, the sign, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is, you know, think on these things. From, uh, I think that's from Philippians. Um, I put those, that was on the door. The girls still remember it. It was on the door of the microwave, taped right on there. And um, it might be that I have, well, actually, those things do two that those little signs produce two benefits. One is that the word is right there, reminding me, and the other one is that it helps me to memorize. And that's really helpful because I need to have the word in my heart, not just in front of my little eyeballs. The reference uh, of that is Philippians four eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Um, so science is one. And the memorizing scripture out of that. And when my children were young, it was one of my greatest challenges because I felt it was a bit hypocritical to expect them to memorize scripture, which, of course, as a mom, I know it's really beneficial for them. 
but how could I ask them to do that, to memorize scripture, if I wasn't working on it in my own life? <laughs> and so having the pieces that we were working on to memorize posted in the house was also really wonderful. As a matter of fact, when we moved to Prague, that's that's where we went to live. Uh, when we moved to Prague, I pulled all those ones I had posted around my desk and took them to Prague with me and stuck them on the fridge and a little desk that I eventually got over there. And then another powerful thing, I think, to know that God is with me is for me to speak the word. And when I say that, I mean to speak the word to myself. So that passage from Philippians 4, when I get myself all wrapped up, when I get myself into difficulty with my children or my peer relationships or whatever to stop, whatever is, you know, finally, brothers and sisters, remember whatever is. And those are the things I need to be concentrating on in my own life and speak that truth to myself. And also to use, uh, to speak the truth into my conversations. And I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, but that was my prayer for the year, was, Lord, help me to put your word into my life and specifically in conversations, that when I'm when I'm speaking, that the Holy Spirit would remind me of relative, relevant scripture to what I was sharing. And God is faithful, and it was amazing by the time that year ended, how much more scripture was coming to mind and that I could share with people. So those are those are at least three strategies. I think I like the number three. I just noticed in my notes. Those are the three for that. I've got some more threes. Anyway, so then what about on the other the other side, what about the sensing that God is here, that He's with me? What kinds of things, what kind of strategies could I apply in my own life and share with you to help me in this area. And one of them is to expect God to show up. To expect God to show up. I just get so wrapped up in the things that I'm doing, the tasks in front of me. I don't know if that happens to any of you, but boy, just being busy and my to-do list gets longer and longer. It occupies my whole mind. And I don't, a lot of times, I don't even look for God's intervention. I don't expect it. So stopping and remembering that God is here and he is working in my life, his love, God's love for me is active, that I need to do that. And then... The second thing under sensing he's there is to stop and enjoy it when I do see him acting in my life. For example, today when my when my friend was saying that this book that uh, she found in, in the pile that I gave her, that the book was actually on her list. And I just stood there and marveled. Now, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to her. And by reflection, I guess, it also meant that the Holy Spirit had led me to that stack of books. And I, you know, I didn't put it in the yard sale pile. <laughs> that particular title was in the pile of books that I set aside for my friend. And he allowed me to be part of his ministering to her needs. And I really did just stop and marvel 
and the the two of us actually did it together and hugged and thanked the Lord together. I think that so often I for, I just take it take it for granted. I don't expect it, I don't look for it, but when it finally hits me, then I'm, you know, I don't stop and savor it enough. And then of course the last the last piece on that, the last one there on sensing God in my life is to thank him for showing up like that, for that little peek behind the curtain, behind the scenery that God is actually still, you know, we think about it a lot in biblical times. Oh, yeah, well, he acted here and he acted there. You know, he he dried up the Red Sea so that his people could cross or whatever these things that he did. He he led Esther and really worked in her life, but we don't stop and recognize how much he's doing it. I don't, I should say, in in my life today. And so when expecting it, expecting him to come, looking for that and enjoying it when he does act, and then stopping and thanking him for that. Not just doing what he does, but also thanking him for the opportunity to see that it's his hand and not just some uh, coincidence, if people believe there's such a coincidence. And so those strategies for me are the most helpful. And when that converging, when those combinations happening, like my mountaintop experience about the insurance where God really made his will known for me, happens to really express my gratitude not taking it for granted and being willing to talk about it and share it even with other people to testify to it. So there, thank you all for listening to me while I'm sharing that because it's an opportunity for me to do that before the Lord too, to talk about it and glorify him for who he is and how personally he works in our lives. Now, it wouldn't be enough if I didn't follow my own suggestion in our conversation tonight. And so now I want to take time to share with you some of the deep lessons that the Lord has been uh, working in my life recently. And they're really big and they're very personal. And so at the beginning, somebody sent me a message somewhere or said to me, don't worry, Sandra, you'll knock it out of the park tonight. Well, um, the only way that I can do that is to tell you how God shows up in my life. And that means sharing these deep personal things sometimes. So here you go. God has given me three specific things that hold me when I'm in the middle of these struggles. Um, The tension, the fear, pressure, uh, confusion... Uh, for me, sometimes the feeling like I'm at the end of myself, I'm ready to give up. And here's how he approaches me. The first one comes from Scripture. As I said, we need to know. So I'm flipping the page in my Bible right now to Matthew chapter 11 because I want to read it word for word and not trying to um, speak out of what I remember and then say it wrong. So I'm in Matthew chapter 11, and it's verse 28, probably. Every single person, every single lady out there will 
recognize it when I when I start speaking. Uh, so Matthew chapter eleven verse twenty eight. Come to me. Yeah, I know it goes on. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But you know what? I don't I don't know about you, but when I'm struggling the ways that I've just been talking to you about, that's a lot of words and a lot of content, a lot of concepts to take in. And God just sent me the first three. That's my first piece. Come to me. The Father just calls me unto himself. Jesus is right there. The Holy Spirit is delivering the same message. Come to me. Turn my head toward him. Turn my heart toward him. Just come to me. I just find it so restful. And his voice is gentle and loud enough for me to hear above the noise around me, but still somehow not shouting. Just gently calling me. Come to me. And the the second thing that he asks me to do comes from Psalm 46. And again, it's probably a very familiar, a very, very familiar passage to all of you. Again, so it's Psalm 46, and it happens to be verse 10. Psalm 46, verse 10 starts off, be still. And there's in my Bible, there's a comma after that. Be still. Again, two simple words. Be still. So, come to me. Oh, that's three words. Sorry. (laughs) Come to me. Just turn my head a little bit. Come to me. Like, look in my direction. Okay, God, I can do that. I can at least do that. Be still. He's calling me out of the noise and the confusion and the stress of everything around me. Be still. Let all that stuff go. It's okay. All right, God, I can manage that. Um, Not instantaneously or anything like that. I can work on it. I'm going to practice. But, okay, if I turn my head, I I know that it's easier to be still because I'm headed in your direction. So so that's helpful. Thank you, Lord. And then the last one is the next two words. Or Sorry, I can't give a number because I keep giving the wrong number. Oh, yeah, just two. Be still, and it's the same verse, and know. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the, heaven, the, the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. But again, those things are true. They're rich. And I could probably talk for hours about those. But it's those same two words, and know. When I'm 
when I'm struggling so severely, it, big long passages and messages are not as helpful as these bites, sort of like sound bites, I guess they could be called. So come to me from Matthew, but here in Psalm 46, be still. Okay, I can do that much. And know that he calls me to concentrate my mind, concentrate my heart, concentrate on who he is. And that's really helpful to make, to allow me to get the be still part done because I'm replacing the confusion, I'm replacing the fears, I'm replacing the hurry up and get it done before the deadline, I'm replacing. I ought to be doing this and I ought to be doing that with who God is. That he is the Almighty. He promises to be with me. He's my fortress. And so God has been building this little three-step process to take me out of the struggles that this life in this fallen world demands and bringing me to himself. Now, that's that's really the key piece. But I want to give you some more scripture because God tells us in his word that he breathed it into existence. And I know that God's not a human being. Don't get me confused with some of you, somebody else. But I'm a human being and if I breathe into something, like if I blow up a balloon... My breath and stuff is in there and probably some DNA. Well, here's God telling me he breathes into his word. His word has his breath on it. And so being in his word gets me that close to God. So I want to give you a couple more verses before I finish. And the next one is Matthew chapter 6. And it's verse 33. It says, and it's another familiar one, it's actually the verse that once once uh, my honey and I were united in Christ, then this became our marriage verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And that one sort of seals the deal for me, because if I'm come to me and I'm be still and I know God those things are first and so the the things that are drawing me in this life to work harder to do more to produce better to whatever um, kind of uh, well, they will come to me as I concentrate on these first things you know come to me to be still in the midst of the noise and confusion, and then to know God and know who he is, concentrate on him. So as I'm seeking that kingdom there, seeking God himself first, all the things that I wanted anyway, he's just going to deliver. Um, That reminds me of another verse that I didn't write down too, which I'll share with you in a minute when I look it up. And I'm sure you know it. I think it's Psalm 27. But 
it's the passage about the desires of your heart. Some of you, I'm hoping, are, are going to be... Yes, Psalm 37, not 27. 37, Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to write that down in my notes for another time. Psalm 37, verse 4. And then, my last verse I want to share with you is from James. It's actually not just a single verse this time. James is here. And I don't know about all of you, but I do want to be mature. I do want my faith to be constant. And so James tells me in chapter 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's verses 2 through 4 of James chapter 1. Verses 2 through 4 in James chapter 1. Um, I was talking to the Lord for some time and just saying, I don't feel like I've grown at all, Lord. And I want to be mature. I want to be steady. I want to be constant in you. And then a crisis happened. And I was just, Kurt came in the door this one day. And I said, is this what scripture teaches? Is this what this and this and this, you know, that trials are for your benefit and things like that? And he said, well, yes. (laughs) As if I was leading him into a trap. And I just started crying and crying and crying. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me of this verse, this passage here. Yes, the trials are there on purpose. You know, the pressure and the stress and all these things because they work perseverance into my life, which leads to the maturity. And Sandra, this is the very thing you've been asking for, is to be mature. (laughs) So... The Lord is working out all these things. Of course, Romans 8, 28, we know that too, for my good. And so, to get back to to get back to our basic topic of where is God in my everyday life, he is right here with me. Christ is dwelling in me. He's laying out all kinds of ways for me to grow in the understanding of that presence of him with me, both intellectually in knowing that he's with me, but also in the sensing realm. He doesn't leave me abandoned there, that it's all one. Just, just oh, it's just the intellect, everything else you should ignore. He doesn't do that. And I'm so thankful for it. So I don't want to have my whole life built on this on my senses either because I don't want to be wobbly at all. I want to have both. Here I am again standing before the Lord asking him to give me everything. So I'm sharing those things with you tonight. I would like to stop so that we have a little bit of time for questions or further conversations if a few further conversation if this is what is developing. But I'd like to close with just a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, would you please bless 
all the ladies that are listening tonight. I thank you, God, for sharing these things with me. And even though I've been walking with you for so long, I continue to struggle. And therefore, you give me these things, these strategies, if you will, or these little insights to help me on my way. And I ask that when you give me these opportunities to share, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, it will be applied to others. Lord, if there's been anything that I've shared that would be helpful, remind people later, and anything that was off base, just wipe it out of memory banks and even off of the recording if necessary. And now as we have a conversation, I ask that you would bless that and keep us all in, in your inside pocket. I ask it in Jesus' name by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen, Sandra. That was beautiful. And there were um, lots of comments in the chat room, especially when you were mentioning some of the favorite verses <laughs> the ladies had. So, um, but yeah, you know, everyone does struggle and there's always, um, you know, a reason that we can be upset with the Lord and and that type of thing. And, you know, um, you know, I know as we, we grow and, and we get older, you know, we, we have the head knowledge um, but sometimes it doesn't convert to the heart knowledge, you know, where mm-hmm. we know we have to be obedient, but we just don't feel like it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say to someone that is struggling with that, you know, a, mm-hmm. a really hard time? Well, actually, I have a friend in that situation um, right now, and I would go back to the James passage. Um if you study the Greek in there, which I'm I'm not a Greek scholar or anything, but because this passage that God applied it to my life so strongly at this particular juncture, I went in and did some um, research on there. And the idea of uh, that's happening there is that God is at work just like a sculptor. You know, we talk about the potter. And the, these trials and pressures are the stress as if it's his hands molding us to prepare us for heaven, to uh, be ready for the next things that he knows are coming in our life and so on. And we have a choice. We can say, well, you know, we're going to get out from under this. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. Or we can bitterly complain about the things that are happening. Or we can recognize that that's exactly what's going on, is the potter's hands are at work in my life, and therefore I'm going to um, get the benefits from it hang on to these truths and continue on. Um, it isn't easy, but that's the whole that's the whole point of our Christian walk, and it does develop perseverance. Um, in practical sense, you know that I'm talking about within ourselves and sticking in the Word, relying on God, being deep in prayer, and beyond that. Find a trusted friend to be able to share toward that same end. Find out the Lord's, um, I don't want to say the Lord's direction. I want to be a little more careful than that. It, It could be a direction. But someone who can ask me questions, that's what I'm looking for. Someone who can ask me questions, who's willing to challenge me 
when I say things that are shallow for me to go deeper, um, to be able to sort out what exactly the Lord is, is trying to teach me in the midst. Mm-hmm. Not that everything is not that everything is all about teaching those kinds of things, right. but right. it helps to help sort it all out in order to be able to stay the course. Right. That would like, be, that, that's that's good. I used to say, um, you know, Lord, can I just hurry up and learn whatever it is you're teaching me, and let's move on. <laughs> and I know I hear you laughing um, mm-hmm. because. As you get more mature in the Lord, you realize very quickly, um, I think I like this problem that I have right now because the next one I don't like as much, yes. <laughs> you know. And uh, and so, um, you know, it's the same old adage about, you know, don't don't pray for patience because, you know, the Lord will, will send you uh, things where you can learn patience, uh, you know, things like that. So, I mean, you and I are are joking a little bit here. You know, obviously you can t- pray for patience if you need to pray for that. But, but you know, God just does, he does show us. I love how you, um, you know, shared these little tidbits here. Um, and, and as you were posting, of course, I, as I'm getting ready to read you some of the comments in the chat room, um, see if I can reload the screen. Um, my computer doesn't want to reload the screen today, of course. Um, but, you know, so when, when you read the first that said, come to me, one of the ladies, you know, that was here live just said, you know, that's going to make me cry because it, it is just those, those words. We are so busy reading all of the scriptures mm-hmm. that we don't always stop and just mm-hmm. think about those few little words. And it, and it is so beautiful and how much, that is going to help all of us. Um, mm-hmm. Someone here, okay, came back. Thank you, Lord. Um, someone said, I have to go put the kids to bed now, but I want to say I've been so blessed and encouraged by her talk. Thank you so much. and glad I tuned in. So um, another one said, uh, yep, yep, Psalm 37. He gave me my son after three daughters when I focused on this verse during a very difficult try in my life and chose to trust and delight in him. You know, beautiful. So, um, you know, God does does teach us and he does show us, and it's different for there's not a, you know, one size fits all or even one size fits most. <laughs> um, you know, he has a special plan for each of us, and it's amazing how he does um, work it out differently in our lives. And I think... You know, that's why, you know, I love this time that we have to be able to share. Um, but also, you know, these scriptures, and I, I did take notes, and I think I have most of them, uh, Sandra, and I will put them in the show notes, and if I miss something, Thank let you. me know. Um, but, you know, it's time to go back and reflect and really listen to the Lord and see what he has for us in each of these. And, um, oh, here's a good question. Um, Sandra, I tried to journal, but I have a difficult time. Do you have any tips on journaling? (laughs) Um, Sure. I've tried to journal. I'm a writer. I mean, I've produced two books, and I'm in the process of book number three. (laughs) Um, And I struggle with journaling, too. Um, 
my hints would be try something different. Um, for example, at the moment, I'll tell you what I'm doing at the moment, which sounds so odd to me. Um, I'm reading um, a devotional that happens to be very short pieces from um, Spurgeon. And I'll I'll read it through and, and concentrate on it and then read it through again and a point here or there will come up and I'll just copy a, a sentence that was particularly meaningful to me. You know, I pray that the Holy Spirit will lead me in my devotional time and so I, ju- I, I jot those things down. I'm not keeping long lists of people that I'm praying for. I have sticky notes on the, on the night table next to my bed so before I go to sleep and when I wake up in the morning, those those little sticky notes from different friends and so on, are, I can look at them and pray. But my journaling at the moment happens to be mostly copy work. And it's not a lot. It's just a few lines. Well, some More some days than others. Uh, but often, well, I shouldn't say often, but in that process of disciplining myself, the Lord does come and speak to me. I you know I I don't just talk to him I I listen and I write those down you know Sandra it's time for you to understand and then I'll I'll jot that right down in there as well so my journaling is looking like that today and um I'm a great one to get into a routine and then the routine becomes hollow and so I have to be very careful of that because I can get burned out and I you know I remember the homeschool mom days where I just was dry as bones in terms of my own personal life um, with the Lord. And I would encourage everybody to make that a high priority. However you have to do it, find a quiet time that you can really speak to and listen to the Holy Spirit with, with God's Word right beside you. It would bring you life. Yeah, that, that is, that's beautiful. And um, someone told me about, uh, I believe it's called the bullet point journal today. I've never even heard of that. But you, instead of writing a lot, because a lot of people don't have time, you would just write, you know, short thoughts, kind of like this, you know, where you could go back and look at it. And um, I I don't really know anything about it, so you'll have to look that up online. But I just thought that was interesting, just a shorter you know, sometimes we we need those shortcuts. I I keep waiting for for you know um, my retirement days when I'll be able to do some of the things that I want to do, like read a book um, all the way through without having to stop and have interruptions. And you can tell me, you know, Sandra, you're not there probably there yet either with how busy you are. <laughs> but if you uh, ever get you know, there, you let me know how it works. Yeah, okay? right, right. <laughs> I keep saying I'll have a midlife crisis when I'm 70 because by then the kids will be out of the house and I'll, I'll you know, be able to say, oh, gosh, I got old without me even realizing it. Everybody's so, you know, still underfoot here. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Lord knew what he was doing when I when I had mm-hmm. these older kids and, or kids in my older age. But mm-hmm. um, they do keep me young. And I and I had to smile when I heard your uh, Psalm forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I you know really seriously like wanted to hear God, and um, you know you hear people talk and you know you know well, the Lord told me this or da 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 you know and just kind of flippantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, 
wait a minute, where's my conversations with the Lord like that? And, you mm. know, I, I pray and I sense God, but I'm not getting this direct, you know, um, you know, hello, please, this is God, you know, please write this down. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the direction that you that you want at times. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, very stubbornly, you know, grabbing my Bible and my journal and sitting in, in my chair in my room where I, like to pray and, and read the Bible and just said to the Lord, it's my birthday. <laughs> okay, Lord, it's my birthday. Like, he doesn't know this, right? <laughs> um, I I want you to talk to me, and I, I want to feel that I know that I know that I know that this is from you, Lord. And, you know, this is all I want today on my birthday. So the scripture mm-hmm. comes to mind immediately, <laughs> and it's that one. Be still and know that I am God. Because I'm always so busy talking that the Lord mm-hmm. can't even get a word in it twice, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I do know. Um, yeah, so I, I just always laugh, you know, when I hear that scripture because I love it, and it has such a, a you know, perfect meaning for me. Um, mm-hmm. And the Lord was saying, you know, just be still, and, and you will be able to hear my voice, and you will be able to sense my presence. But if you're so busy you know, doing, you're going to miss out. So, so I just thank God for that, that verse. And, and, uh, and so I don't see any, any more questions here, but I really, um, thank you for, for coming and, um, you know, sharing with us your, your wisdom and knowledge and, I'm excited to learn more about what you and Kurt will be doing in the near future because Mm -hmm. um, you are very busy people and you go where the Lord sends you and that's always exciting and also open your home to people from all over. So Mm -hmm. thanks so much for being a guest tonight and and sharing with all of us. You're very welcome. Um, It's nice to hear that people have appreciated some of the things I've shared. They can find me also over at my blog. I think you're going to be posting that link too yes. because this, yes, I, I wrote quite a, a post about the uh, the come to me and the be still and, and know. So that's the kind of thing that's that's over at my blog. Thank you. It's been wonderful to be here. The only thing that would have been better is if I was looking at everybody over a couple Aww. of weeks. I know. That would be great. Well, God bless, Sandra, and talk to you Thank soon. you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Good night. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.